Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We'll talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. Hey, what's up, my friends, and happy Friday. Top of the morning to you. Thanks for tuning in to this podcast as we, sadly, are wrapping up the book of Genesis. Again, you're stuck with just me today. We'll get some more people involved next week again. But I'm really glad we're getting chapter 49 included and that the Lord allowed this to line up with the Monday, Wednesday, Friday podcast because Genesis 49 sets the trajectory for the rest of the biblical story. So I want to give you a quick recap. If you go back to yesterday's reading from Genesis 48, you have Joseph being a proud dad, bringing his boys Manasseh and Ephraim to Grandpa Jacob or Israel because they want grandpa's blessing on his his little boys. And if you go back to Genesis 41, it's in the time where Joseph had just come out of prison. He's kind of being reinstated back into the land, and he gets married to an Egyptian woman, and he has two sons, the scripture tells us. In Genesis 41, 51 and 52, says his firstborn's name is Manasseh. And Manasseh means God made me forget my trouble in my father's household. But then the second brother is born, his name is Ephraim, and his name means that God has made me fruitful in the midst of my suffering. So what's interesting here is Joseph is bringing his firstborn Manasseh, his secondborn Ephraim, before his father because he wants his blessing before he passes. And what happens here in verses 13 through 19, 20 essentially, is that Joseph lines his sons up intentionally on certain sides of his father because the firstborn is always supposed to get the blessing. The firstborn is supposed to get the blessing and they inherit a double portion of blessing because they are now in charge of overseeing everybody else. But what happens here is Jacob switches his hands over and he blesses Ephraim, the younger one, and essentially says the younger one will again supersede the oldest and will be the leader. And you can tell that this irks Joseph. He's like, Father, don't do that. And I don't know why this happened. Nobody can say why, essentially, other than um, maybe it's possible Jacob is living out his own story again. Instead of him being a deceitful, conniving little snitch and sneaker and liar, he deceived Esau and took the blessing. Here he's just saying, I was the younger brother. I'm going to bless the younger brother here, Ephraim. And... That's what happens. Ephraim is the one who gets the blessing. And God, you know, runs with this and uses this as part of his story, as Ephraim now is going to fall into the line in the genealogies of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. And he's the one who's going to be known when it comes from these two brothers here. So the switcheroo occurs. Now you jump into chapter um, 49. And it's super important that we look at this because Jacob's blessing, again, sets a trajectory for not only the biblical story, but Jesus' family line. Because God has promised Abraham that he'd be fruitful and have many descendants and offspring, uh, just as many as the stars in the sky and the sand in the seashore. You probably remember that. But already you go back to Genesis 3 and you remember his, his curse and his blessing, saying one day a, a man is going to be born into the family line of Adam and Eve 
who is going to come and destroy the work of the devil. He's going to stomp on the head of the serpent. And so once God identifies Abraham, and then now Isaac and Jacob, everybody's waiting to find out who is the Savior, who is the Messiah. Well, we know it's going to come from Abraham, and now we know it's from Isaac, and now it's from Jacob, and here we figure out which family line he is going to come through. So just as I mentioned earlier, the importance of the firstborn is everything. So in last chapter, when Jacob switched his hands and blessed Ephraim over Manasseh, that was different. That was not custom. Is always the firstborn. So when it comes to Jacob blessing his sons now, let's pick it up at chapter 49, verses 2, 3, and 4. Reuben is his oldest. Reuben is the one who is supposed to get the blessing. And this is how the scripture reads for us today. Assemble and listen, sons of Jacob. Listen to your father Israel. Reuben, you are my firstborn, my might, the first sign of my strength, excelling in honor, excelling in power, but turbulent as the waters, you will no longer excel. For you went up onto your father's bed and onto my couch and defiled it. What he's referring to is back in Genesis 35 when Reuben was trying to um, interject himself into positions of power and superiority and let everybody know I'm the firstborn. And he slept with his father's concubines. I know. It's messed up, hard to get your head around, but it was, and it was wrong. It was wrong. He wasn't supposed to do that. And so you see, years later, years later, his sin finds him out, and he loses his blessing because of it. Jacob says, I'm not going to bless you because you are misusing power. That was uncalled for. You weren't supposed to do that. So Reuben, the firstborn, is basically not going to receive the double portion, and he is demoted. So you go to verses 5 through 7 for us today. The next two sons born to Jacob are named Simeon and Levi, brothers two and three. And this is what the scripture reads. Simeon and Levi are brothers. Their swords are weapons of violence. Let me not enter their council, and let me not join their assembly. But they have killed men in their anger, and hamstrung oxen as they pleased. Cursed be their anger so fierce, and their fury so cruel. I will scatter them in Jacob, and disperse them in Israel." So if you can jog your memory and go back, what did Simeon and Levi do? Again, years back, that now their sin has found them out, and they too are being demoted from the blessing. If your memory serves you well, you go to Genesis 34. That's the chapter where their sister Dinah is raped by the Shechemites. And they went to them and told them, Yeah, sure, you can become part of our family so long as you circumcise yourselves. So the Shechemites all went and circumcised themselves, and three days later, when they were all hurting and unable to move, Simeon and Levi came in with their swords, and they slaughtered every male in that town. I remember Jacob telling them, forget you guys, you guys just caused me a ton of problems. Now everybody in this land is going to hate us and try to come up against us. There's going to be division and dissension. And so what those two did there has come back to bite them. Verses 5, 6, and 7, Jacob tells them, You will not receive my blessing. You will not receive the blessing that you really were once deserving of. Instead, it's going to be passed on. And so we come to verses 8, 9, and 10. And I'm really excited about this because I'm going to be preaching on Judah this Sunday, and this is where we're going to end our sermon. He says this to Judah, Judah, your brothers will praise you. Your hand will be on the neck of your enemies, and your father's sons will bow down to you. 
You are a lion's cub, Judah. You return from the prey, my son. Like a lion, he crouches and lies down. Like a lioness, who dares to rouse him? The scepter will not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet, until he to whom it belongs shall come, and the obedience of the nations shall be his. My friends, this is a huge chapter and a huge verse. What was just prophesied and said is that the Messiah who was promised to Adam and Eve and the one who was promised to come from the line of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob is going to come from Judah's line. And what's interesting, we're going to talk about this on Sunday, is that Judah is by no means a white lily. This guy has done all kinds of heinous stuff. But unlike the rest of his brothers, he has repented and he has changed and grown from the man he once was to who he is when we read him in this text. He has grown. He's learned what it means to seek the welfare of other people and what it means to seek their blessing and put them ahead of himself. And it's from Judah's line comes Jesus Christ. That's why when you read, uh, the scepter will not depart from Judah. The scepter belongs to a king, to a ruler, to someone who's going to be in 100% power and rule. His scepter will be from Judah, and it's going to be to that of Jesus Christ. It's amazing. It's amazing. And so when you go back and you can look at, again here, uh, Reuben and Simeon and Levi, their sins found them out. And so for us to think we can just do our thing, and even if we don't get caught, it's no big deal. It didn't hurt anybody else. It, our sins always find us out. And there's always consequences to it. So even in the midst of Judah's sins, he seems to repent. He seems to turn. He learns from his mistakes. And that gives me a lot of hope. I hope that gives you a lot of hope as well. Because our sins will find us out. And we got to be quick to repent and say, God, would you have mercy and help me? And it's from the line of Judah comes Jesus. I told Bobby this a while back. I said, if we were in the Corver family and uh, we could name our kids something other than with the letter K, I'd get kicked out of the family if I did that. I think Judah would be one of the names I wanted to use. I love that line. I told Rachel and Q Thomas, our worship leaders too, they named their son Judah. I absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. I think about that lion. I think about Jesus. What a powerful name it is. Because in those verses that we read, 8, 9, and 10, Judah is described as someone who's to be praised. There's going to be power and prosperity that come from his family line. And all the praise is to go to Jesus. Jesus Christ is the one who holds all power and authority. And he is the one who offers prosperity, health, and life to everybody else. Now, what's interesting, looking back at what happened from chapter 48 to 49, remember Manasseh and Ephraim and how Jacob blessed them and treated them as his own sons? Well, they got Reuben's blessing. Reuben was the firstborn. He was the one who was deserving of double portion. And those two portions, instead of going to Reuben, went to Joseph's boys, Manasseh and Ephraim. So, oh, family dynamics. What a book this was. But Genesis is so pivotal to get our head and our hearts around because we learn so much about God, so much about human nature, and the salvation story really begins here, pointing us to Christ. So thank you for listening to the podcast. Thanks for you know grinding through this and seeking the Lord in the midst of some really difficult passages. And I pray, Lord, that, that you come to love the Lord in and through his word. Even the passages that are difficult, even through the genealogies, even through these blessings, um, it's God's word, and it's important that we know it. And again, it all points to Jesus Christ. So God bless you. Have a great Friday. As always, you're invited to church with us on Sunday. If you're far away, you can check us out online. If you're in the area, we'd love to have you in person. 
Join us Sunday as I preach about Judah and how, again, he points us to Jesus Christ. We'll have services at 9, 10, 30, noon, 6 p.m. Hope to see you then. God bless you. The Lord bless you and keep you. Don't make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give him his peace. Have a great day.